0: 99 Jams Community Matters. We are continuing the show with a very important person. I have the president of the Miami-Dade Chamber of Commerce in the building, Mr. Eric Knowles. Good morning, Eric.
1: Good morning. You have such
0: a radio voice. I'm sure you've heard that a billion times.
1: I've heard it a few times. We need to do something about that, though.
0: Have you ever been an R&B singer?
1: I wish if I could sing, the world would not be able to stand me. <laughs> you're like it's this world's remote.
0: Um, first of all, you're the Miami Dade Chamber of Commerce president. Congratulations on that.
1: Thank you. How thank long you. have you
0: been the president? It's
1: been four years. May made four, made four years. years, so four quick years have gone by. <laughs>
0: what is the maximum do you have to get elected, no, or what, no, how does
1: it change? No, you're hired by the board. And oh, okay, so, so you are there for a minute then? Yeah, I, I know you're
0: doing a good job. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's get a little bit um, of information about you. Were like, where were you born and raised, and how oh, did man, you? Oh man,
1: that's a long story. Are you
0: from South Florida? I, yeah,
1: I um, actually I was born in Fort Pierce. Okay. So that's just up yeah, the road, just straight. north of uh, Palm Beach, and mm-hmm. um, actually raised in the Bahamas. I'm one of those, you oh, know, Bahamians. You. Yeah, my grandmother took me to the Bahamas when I was eight months old and kind of grew up there till I was six and started uh, school here in the U.S. My father was in the military. Came back to Miami and went to Orchard Villa, went, as we called it back in the day, Aki Villa. But (laughs) (laughs) Orchard Villa, went to Mm Alapada, went to Miami Edison Middle and high school. So So I'm a Red Raider.
0: Oh, you were a Raider. Did you you go to college? Like, what was your next step? Like, how did you become (laughs) the professional that I've known for the last... Ten years. Well,
1: you know, uh, college, yeah. Actually, I was up in New York, as I said, in Lockport, and I went to Niagara Community College um, yeah. for about three weeks.
0: And what happened? Um, it snowed too much. Like it snowed did. too much. I couldn't
1: make it to class. <laughs> and actually... Um, ended up it was a lesson you know you, you always say what you will never do mm-hmm. and actually that was my lesson in never say what yeah. you would never do yeah. because back then it was right around actually it was the ending of the um Vietnam War 1973 when I graduated yeah. and
0: uh were they trying to make you go to the war No
1: well that was a good thing I, I They couldn't make me because actually Nixon had signed the papers the war was over or the skirmish because they never really called it, declared it a war. So, but as I said, I had missed class, hadn't been in class for the most part and I joined the Army. I joined the 82nd Airborne. I was a paratrooper at 17 and my mother actually had to sign for me to go in because you had to be 18 to sign yourself in. I could have signed myself in as in the military at 17 Mm -hmm. after, after I had graduated, but to go into to be in in the airborne, you had to be eighteen. So my mother signed me in, okay. but I got out and came back so, to Miami.
0: Yeah. So when you come back to Miami, do you go to college? What was, I did go did to college. Did you have an interest
1: at that point? Yes. Oh, yeah. I knew when I went into went in the Army. I knew I was going to come out and go to college. Okay. So I came out. I had a, uh, an interest in merchandising. I wanted to be a buyer. Okay. So actually my first job when I got out of the Army, I came back to Miami, went to Miami-Dade, went to FIU. So I studied merchandising. And my first job ever was with Sears. So I worked okay. at Sears. And then I went to work for Jordan Marsh. And I went through their management training program. So I became... Never actually became a manager because I got this this, um, this dis enamored with mm-hmm. the retail business because there was things going on that just wasn't cool, and <laughs> wasn't so your flavor <laughs> yeah it wasn't my flavor at all so but at the same time, I started modeling okay. I was a professional model, started mm-hmm. when I got out of the army in nineteen seventy seven and so I was doing commercials. Do commercial.
0: you ever post throwback Thursdays as your yeah, modeling every, pictures? Yeah, every now and then. oh I need to follow you and see yeah, what's going Yeah, <laughs> so
1: for, for 20 years I was in that business, mm. and I was out of the business for 20 years, and mm. then recently in the last year I just got back in the business.
0: So you're modeling again?
1: Yeah, I'm modeling and doing commercials.
0: How cool is that? Yeah,
1: real cool. As a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, actually last week, I just took some new headshots.
0: So me personally, Eric, when I met you, you were working for the Dolphins organization. Yeah. I don't remember what position you had at that point, because you, as you told me a minute ago that you've done a lot within the Dolphin organization yes, when did. you worked there. So how do you go from modeling? And I know there was probably a million other things that went down before you even got into the Dolphin organization. absolutely. But how did you get into the Dolphin organization? How did that transition go?
1: Well, as I was modeling, as I mentioned to you, um, I actually worked for a nonprofit in Coconut Grove ca- called the Coconut Grove Local Development Corporation. Okay. And our whole charge, we were helping the black businesses along Grand Avenue when there were black businesses on yeah. Grand Avenue, restaurants and some stores and, re- and uh, retail stores. And we built affordable housing. So if you're on US one and you pass the collection, which they sell the Porsches right oh, yeah, there yeah, on yeah, the corner. Cars, yeah, if you yeah. look to the depending, if you look across the street from the collection, mm-hmm. those houses right there, we built those. Ooh. So I was involved in affordable housing and helping businesses, black businesses on Grand Avenue. So I did that from like 1984 mm-hmm. and actually moved away, moved to New York, and actually 82 to 86. Mm -hmm. In 86, I moved to New York to pursue the modeling career. And I stayed in New York for a couple years. But while I was modeling, I worked for the nonprofit in Coconut Grove. So that built my resume and my experience. He asked me, how did I get to the the stadium in the Dolphins? So I worked for um, in community relations, working with uh, public relations, working with students, working with kids, working with the community. And so an opportunity came in 1997. I was actually over to a friend's house having breakfast and I was looking through the classified ads and, (laughs) well, back up. I was... Working for this nonprofit, and it was nonprofit. I wasn't making any money, (laughs) so I said it was time to change. Yeah, it was time to change my career. So Mm -hmm. I start thought about what can I do? How can I take what I have, my experience that I had? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I'll work in sports. Somehow it came about, (laughs) and I actually I started pursuing um, the heat because someone I knew actually had sold. Pat Riley, his house, okay. and so I said, "You need to introduce me to Pat Riley." And at the time, Pat Riley was running around the country, going around the country, looking at new, looking at the other arenas because they were getting ready to build a new Miami arena for yes. the for the um, Heat. Yeah. And so, as I was over at a friend's house that particular Sunday, I was looking through the classified ads, and there it was. Um, director of community relations for Pro Player Stadium at the time. So I had already been working on my resume, and I told my friends I got to go get up, I got to go, I got to (laughs) go finish working on my resume. So I sent my resume in. And then the next thing I do, I start calling around. So it's a lot of, you know, in life, it's about who you know a lot of times. So a good friend of mine, Rick Holton, he Mm -hmm. worked for, he was with the um, Miami-Dade Police Department. And he worked the games. And I know he worked at the stadium. So I called Rick. I said, do you know anybody at the stadium? And he said, yeah, I know so-and-so. And so so, anyway, he connected me. And then they did what they needed to do. And I found out that my resume was in a good pile. Because oh. there's a good pile and there's a pile that goes in the trash, the junk pile. <laughs> the junk pile. So a couple of weeks go by and I don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I, I'm, I'm going I'm going a little fast. Mm-hmm. So two weeks I send in my resume. I interview. I I don't hear anything. Two weeks go by. I'm passing by the stadium on a turnpike. And I said, you know what? Um let me back up <laughs> two weeks go by i call mm-hmm. and they said we hired somebody else
0: oh wow
1: okay so i'm passing by the turnpike one sunday i I said monday you know what i'm gonna call them maybe there's something else over there that i can do mm-hmm. so i call on monday i had the hr director's phone number call her direct she said you won't believe this I was just about to pick up the phone. The person we hired, it didn't work out. We want to talk to you.
0: Whoa. So
1: that's how I ended up getting a job at the stadium.
0: Wow. And what were some of the things that you did at the stadium? Because like oh, I said, you, you did everything.
1: I did a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I started as community relations director in which you and I worked a lot yeah. together back in the day. I used yeah. to put on community events. Yeah. Uh, we used to put on an Easter event uh, for the kids in the community. But one of the biggest things that we partnered together with mm-hmm. was our um, Halloween night. Yes. Which we used to have like 20,000 people, kids and mothers and fathers, aunts and uncles coming out, grandmas coming out to a safe environment at the stadium. Yeah. And you all were a big partner in that process. So mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the things I did. But then, you know, careers changed. Actually, in 1999, mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to go work for American Airlines. So I was the marketing director for the Caribbean for American. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, on September 11th, 2001, mm-hmm. I was in Haiti. when Did you get stuck there? I got stuck in Haiti Whoa. on September 11th. And I was there for a week and came back and I, I basically got laid off on September 28th. From American Airlines, and then I called my um, my former boss, who was the president of the stadium at the time. Mm -hmm. I said, "Hey, the writing's on the wall. I won't have a job. I may not have a. I'm not going to have a job in a couple weeks." Mm -hmm. He said, "Come in and let's talk." Went in, talked to him on November third. I got hired back by the stadium as the guest services director. Okay. So guest services, basically you were the assistant uh, operations director and you're in charge of m- training all the event staff. So the 3,000, 4,000 people that are work the games during football games was my responsibility to train them. And, and make then, sure
0: they act right. <laughs> and make sure they act right, right.
1: And take care of the guests. Uh-huh. And then also deal with guest issues. And so I dealt directly with any concerns or issues. or fixed. I was a problem fixer. <laughs> and then I got promoted to um, from guest service I became the operations director for the stadium, so I ran the stadium for about four years, okay. and so I'm I engaged with the Super Bowl, the World Series, um, the Orange Bowl concerts, all, major events all, all the everything. major exactly.
0: So let me ask you, what exactly? Let's fast forward to now. Well, four years ago, you said you started four years ago being the president of the Miami dade Chamber of Commerce. What exactly does the the Miami dade Chamber of Commerce do?
1: Well. Our mission is to create opportunities for economic and social transformation in our community. How do we do that? We advocate each and every day for black business minorities and women. Um, A lot of businesses you are running your business, you are in the trenches doing what you do, and whether you're making widgets, you're serving dinner, whatever it is that you're doing, but I'm out advocating, looking for opportunities for you to grow your business. Opportunities with the school board, opportunities with Miami-Dade County, opportunities with Brightline, opportunities with Miami World. When you see these um, high-rises going up, I'm sitting with the developers, I'm sitting with the contractors trying to ensure that we as black businesses have an opportunity to participate in those opportunities.
0: And you know with that being said I have to give a big shout out to two people. Chef Creole, Creole just opened at Miami International Airport. Correct. And House of Mac is I saw him post something about Brightline and you mentioned right. Brightline. What's exactly. brightline the train service?
1: Brightlines the train from Miami eventually to Palm Beach right now it go, excuse me eventually to Orlando. Right now it goes from Miami to Palm Beach. Okay. And so. it's supposed to be a 3 hour ride directly to Orlando.
0: So that's basically what you're talking about, like businesses Cre- like House of Mac exactly. and Chef Creole getting an exactly. opportunity to open and spread their business in places
1: such as the airport, such as um, Brightline, such mm-hmm. as Miami World, um, Miami-Dade Water and Sewer Project, thirteen billion dollar project over the next twenty years, Can trying make to make
0: sure a construction company that's ex- black-owned or whatever, exactly, company or whatever company has something to do.
1: Exactly. And for instance, also Jackson Memorial Hospital, they have a $1.2, $1.3 billion bond in which we have four members of the chamber participating in what they call a mentor-protege program. Unless you are certified to do construction with a hospital, you cannot go in a hospital and work as a, as a construction company. Mm. So you had to, be, you had to have, have a certification. So through this mentor-protege Companies that are certified are bringing in companies, as I said, members of the chamber that are not. Now they will, like Mesum Construction, MCO Construction, um, uh, Sagoma Construction. Mm-hmm. Now... As they are working with these other companies, they will become certified to then be able to do business in hospitals.
0: Is it also the Miami-Dade Chamber of Commerce's responsibility, like when big contracts come up, that it's equally spread out? Well, Well,
1: not really. Because, again, we're not a government entity. It just happens to be named. The chamber was named um, in 1974. It was started by a gentleman by the name of David Fincher and a number of other business persons. And it... At the same time, in 1974, because of the lack of opportunity inclusion uh, in our community, they started the Black Chamber. Mm -hmm. And here today in 2018, we're still fighting for opportunities and inclusion. Uh, The question that you ask, we are trying to insert ourselves to make sure that that we have an equal opportunity or equal chance to rise. For instance, we talk about the school board. Mm-hmm. School board, we were receiving less than two percent of the school board um contracts. Mm. When we are, they say we're 15 percent of the population, 16 percent, we're probably more than that. And that's another conversation because a lot of us who come, like I said, I'm Bahamian. I'm of Bahamian descent. We have Haitian. We have Jamaican. We have Trinidadian. And a lot of us who come from the islands, even though we may be um, citizens now or naturalized citizens, they don't identify as black. So when you check off that box, you're checking off other. So we're not really uh, letting the world know who we are. So when we say we're 15 percent of the population, we're probably a lot larger than that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm advocating, along with others, I'm not doing it by myself, the the, uh, Urban League, the NAACP, we are fighting to ensure that we get more than 2 percent at the um, Miami-Dade School Board as well. And and it's even worse um, with Dade County.
0: What is the day like as the president of the Miami-Dade Chamber of Commerce? Are you, like, in a bunch of meetings all day? Like, what do you do? Like, you wake up, you go. Where's your op- like, you going <laughs> my
1: office? My office is downtown. This okay. happens to be downtown now. Mm-hmm. Um, but every day is different. Mm-hmm. And that's what th- one thing I love about my job Um it's definitely not boring. Okay. Um, I'm in here with you today. <laughs> and uh, there are days that I'm, I'm in a lot of meetings. I'm in mm-hmm. meetings. I'm, what, I, what I've what i been doing lately, I've actually been meeting with our members and actually going into their place of the business mm-hmm. and doing Facebook Live mm-hmm. and actually helping push their businesses out. So yeah, I, like I try to meet with one awareness. or two businesses yeah. a, a day or at least three or four throughout the week in um, meetings with a mayor, may be in a meeting with Mayor Jimenez, may be in a meeting with Mayor Smith Joseph with North Miami, mm-hmm. um, Mayor Gilbert on some issue that's happening in that particular community. But And I'm in meetings with contractors. I'm in meetings with our committees. We have several different committees. We have our Women's Business Council that's headed by Linda Harris. Mm-hmm. We have our marketing and public relations that's headed by Jessica uh, Motkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a construction committee, Leighton Brown. We have an advocacy committee. We have a membership committee.
0: Let me ask you something. When, when you say black-owned, is it as simple as a black-owned boutique, maybe? Or does it have to be like a corporate... Like, when no, you no, say black-owned, is it well, all black-owned no, businesses? Well, or? well,
1: no, it's not all black-owned businesses, in the or sense as far business. as... It, it's. <laughs> when I say it's not all black owned businesses as far as the membership of the chamber, okay. we focus, our focus, our intent is to support and build black business. Okay, I got there are small boutiques, mm-hmm. there are restaurants, there are large corporations, uh, Miami Dolphins, uh, the Marlins, mm-hmm. uh, Bank of America. You, one United Bank, United Bank. Um, so there are a number of organizations that support the chamber and help us grow. Greater Miami Ch- um, Convention and Visitors Bureau are mm-hmm. a member of the chamber. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So, cause I, I was like, people that are listening, they're like salon owners or whatever. Do they qualify to like uh, absolutely be inserted in your? Yeah. your like you know your. Goals of
1: oh absolutely we we're there to help businesses grow and and a lot of people say well why do I join a chamber well I. I- I say it is to connect, connect mm-hmm. you with other like minded individuals who are in business. It's, it's, same it's goals ex- the same. exactly. Yeah. And to help you engage and interact. And we also create opportunities. We have uh, workshops. Mm-hmm. We have a number of different workshops. We have workshops on financing. We have workshops on media relations, marketing, mm-hmm. public relations. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, we also provide a, Micro loan. We have a micro loan program in which we provide anywhere from five thousand up to twenty-five thousand dollar loan um, for those businesses. Not necessarily that they're challenged uh, with banking, mm-hmm. with your 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 everyday, whether it's Bank of America, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes, a lot of times, we find ourselves not credit worthy, so. A chamber, we're able to finance smaller small businesses that may not have a seven hundred score. They may be five ninety or just below six hundred. So we're able to help those businesses.
0: Um, I, I see here that you guys are having a very soon upcoming event, which is a golf tournament. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Wow! Yeah. Um, it's a pretty big deal, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the 27th annual wow. Dorothy Baker Golf Classic. And Dorothy Baker um, was a one of my predecessors. She ran the chamber for 20-plus years, Whoa. and she was an avid golfer. So a few years ago, um, actually, I was not the president at the time. I was on the board of the chamber, and we decided to name, after Dorothy retired, we named the golf tournament after her. And it's on September twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. It's going to be at uh, Miami Shores uh, Golf Course, yes. eight a.m. <laughs> and we're doing something different this year. Uh, we're asking. We're going to have um, a networking. A uh, what we what we call it a. Um, it's a networking event. A networking on the nineteenth hole. Oh,
0: so once you get to the end, that's when you network. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well,
1: the thing about golf, you actually network. That's the that's the great thing about golf. You talk, you talk and you actually do business on the golf course. Mm. So those one through eighteen holes, you're making connections with people that you get to spend three or four hours with and build relationships
0: and in quiet like you're like by yourself yeah, exactly on a hill or you're,
1: you're like this you got this captured audience yes. and so on the 19th hole Which is coming in and having lunch after? We're going to have a networking event, and we're actually we're creating a scholarship for Tuskegee, uh, in a university. Uh, Dorothy Baker went to Tuskegee, and all her daughters. And I just want to give a shout out to two of my um presenting sponsors mm-hmm. with Dr. Delvina uh Thomas mm-hmm. who uh as she says brain love and she's a big sponsor of the 19th hole and um um Tanya Baker Turner. <laughs> Tanya's mm-hmm. gonna kill me. Uh <laughs> she also is a sponsor of this year's event.
0: If people are interested in, in um being part of the golf tournament, where could they go? Where can they buy tickets and
1: stuff? Um they can go, they can call the chamber at 305-751-8648, mm-hmm. or they can go to the event page at www.m dash dcc.org and you can go to the golf tournament which again will be on September 28th at Miami Shores
0: and so the website also for the Miami-Dade Chamber of Commerce is
1: m-dcc.org correct
0: and they can find out about all the committees the exactly. programs upcoming the everything you everything guys you, guys you want to
1: on. know about the chamber will be there Absolutely. And and
0: when someone calls the chamber, how real? Like, is it realistic that they can become a part? Is it like a hard thing to do? No,
1: it's it's simple. Uh, We have. Every quarter we have new member breakfasts for those folks who are interested in becoming a member and those folks who are new members. And it's, it's simple. You can actually go online and join or I'll come see you. You can call <laughs> us up at 305 751 and I'll stop by your business and sign you up right there.
0: Is there a Facebook or Instagram or anything that you'd like to give out? Because we're wrapping things up with this Yeah, interview. there is our Facebook. <laughs> we have
1: the Facebook is the, uh, well, let me see. Facebook at Miami, M-I-A-D-A-D-E chamber. And uh, Instagram and tw- uh, is at M-I-A underscore Dade chamber. Mm-hmm and i think that's it i have right now
0: <laughs> i just want to thank you mr nels um for coming by this morning and just filling up the community with such important information because sometimes we hear the miami dade chamber of commerce and think uh oh, unattainable we're no, not, not we at can't all. be a part and you've kind of made it understandable for our listeners to know that it's for them absolutely
1: it's for our community um it started, as I said, in 1974 in the middle of Liberty City. They were okay. located on 7th Avenue mm-hmm. and actually we're looking at some locations to come back into the city, but it's easy to join. As I said, you can go online or you can call the chamber for a business that's one to nine employees. It's only 275 a year. Really okay. inexpensive. Uh, Ten or more employees, it's 375 a year and we have trustees. Uh, those big corporations that I mentioned, like the Dolphins and Bank of America, they're trustees of the chamber.
0: I want to thank Thank you for stopping by. And that's your episode of Community Matters, everyone. I'll see you soon. Your girl, Super Cindy, 99 Jams. Thanks, Eric, once Thank again. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you
1: very much.